Welcome to the My Inner Tiger podcast. I'm your host, Sydney D. Camella. I'm also a wife, mother, master life coach, course creator, and spiritual Sherpa. Over the past few years, I have overcome extreme anxiety, depression, addiction, infertility, and chronic illness. And as a result, I've made it my life's mission to teach other women like you that no matter what battle you're up against, you have an inner tiger, a power within to create and manifest whatever your heart desires. If you are tired of being a victim and ready to be boss of your life, you have come to the right place. Each episode, I'm going to share tools, teachings, and techniques I have used and taught countless other women so that together we can create a life beyond our wildest dreams. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that your inner tiger is just waiting to be unleashed. I'm so happy you've tuned in. Let's get started. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the latest episode of My Inner Tiger. My voice sounds a little labored, I'm sure, because I am recovering from weeks of suffering with COVID which has been a nightmare, but um, I'm excited that I'm able to talk without coughing right now. So that's major progress. I've been really focusing on bringing out my inner tiger lately because um, she got uh, stuffed way down deep somewhere (laughs) and I wasn't able to find her for a while, but I'm finally pulling out a fighting chance and, um, and you know, turning a corner. So that's amazing. This virus is brutal. So um, anyway, but I want to introduce my amazing guest for this week's episode, Chad Brown. I recorded this episode just two days before I got diagnosed with COVID. So Chad is a dear friend who I met about a year and a half ago when I was really struggling with PTSD from my whole hospital kidney failure giving birth experience, which if you're new to the podcast, go check it out. Episode one, and you will hear all about that experience, which led me to create my inner tiger. Um, So Chad is trained in tapping and TRE therapy. So Um, In this episode, we're going to dive into his story, what brought him to become the guru for all of this stuff. And, um, And I met him, actually, I don't think I said this, sorry. I met him when I was going through all of my stuff and he taught me tapping. And it helped me tremendously back then with my stress and my, my PTSD. And it's still something I use today for helping me with stress and anxiety. And I'm a really big fan of tapping. Um, and so Chad is going to go all into his experience with it, what led him to becoming um, into all of this stuff and what tapping is, what it does for you, how it can help you, tips on how to do it, as well as TRE therapy, which he will get into what that is, which is very fascinating. I'm really interested in doing that myself now after this conversation. So um, without further ado, let's dive right in and I hope you enjoy. Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back to the My Inner Tiger podcast. I am super excited to introduce my amazing guest, Chad Brown. Chad is certified in tapping and TRE, as you heard in the intro, and I'm 
so excited to just dive right in and have him tell us a little bit about what tapping and TRE are and how he came to get involved with them. So Chad, take it from here. Oh, hi. Well, thank you for having me. Um, yeah, so I, uh, I lived in California, uh, Los Angeles. I live in Indiana now and I'm from Indiana, but I lived in California uh, in, um, but from like 2000, uh, seven to 2015. And I lived in California when I was in my early twenties, but that was sort of my testing period. So anyway, um, I, um, I was, I was dealing with a lot of stress, couldn't kind of figure out what was going on, didn't understand my stress. And I had been for years, a certified massage therapist. I got certified in massage therapy in 2001. Um, so I had been in that sort of world, the, the sort of healing world and, and, um, you know, um, healing modalities and stress modalities and kind of understanding the science behind all of that. I had been in that for a long time. And I had also been a, um, personal growth and development enthusiast, you know, since my early twenties and those, those fields kind of overlap often. So, um, but in 2000, no, that was probably, it was like that it was, well, it was when I was 39, it was my 39th birthday. And I kind of woke up and thought things are not going right for me. And I, I've got to figure out what's it's stress or some kind of stress. And I don't know what it is. I can't really put my finger on it. So a friend of mine that lived in Los Angeles that I actually grew up with in Indiana, um, and I were talking and he said, have you heard of tapping? And I was like, you know, I've heard of this and I've kind of been looking into it. And so he drugged me to a a class and we saw these guys do something called faster EFT, which is where um, two people work on someone at the same time. They sort of do the tapping for the person. And it was really interesting. So I started using that and it was really interesting how it um, kind of calmed down uh, what I now know, calmed down my nervous system um, where it was associated um, stressfully to certain issues. Um, and we can talk about that later, but um, through other training that I've gotten, I now understand that sort of as a nervous system situation. Um, so I was really, really into tapping and I was like, this is amazing. And I started sharing it with people. And then, you know, I, um, you know, I, I shared it with a friend soon after that. And she, it like cured her of driving over bridges. She was terrified of driving over bridges. I was like, oh, let's, let's go find a bridge and we'll tap while we're driving over it. And then we'll turn around and we'll tap while we're driving over it. And she was like miraculously cured. So then she always wants me to tell people about tapping because of her, her curing her bridge phobia. But anyway, I, I just, it, it just, it opened me up to this whole world of, um, oh, you know, what, what are often called alternative you know, alternative, I don't want to call it medicine, but, you know, alternative techniques and modalities for healing our woes and our stresses and our ailments and, and all of, all of these kinds of things. And so, um, so that actually ended up leading me into then TRE, um, which, cause I, I just felt like there was sort of something deeper that needed to be addressed um, and I had started to sort of learn about thinking of things somatically, bringing the body, the experience that you are having in your body with your stress, with your issues, that, you know, your issues with 
you know, I don't know, pick, pick something, um, your issues with, uh, spiders or water or, you know, that kind of thing are not just in your mind. They, they exist in your body because your nervous system is where you, you feel, um, these, the way you feel about things is in your body. Um, it's not, you know, it's not, you don't feel, these emotions uh, and these reactions in your brain, you feel them in your body, you know, um, activated through the nervous system. So anyway, so then I got that GRE and GRE is um, the modality of shaking, of natural body shaking, which, you know, the best, some of the best examples are if you've ever been with your dog and you if you have a dog and you get in your dog's face and you say you know oh, I love you so much and you kind of you know pet the dog's face and the dog backs up and shakes you know that kind of thing and then kind of walks off like you know everything's great that is a discharge of the nervous system that is a, a reset there you know that emotion and that attention which the dog loved or you know we hope loved um was a lot of energy and it was it was it's so it was a lot of energy all at once focused at the dog and the dog backs up and allows its body to reset or or the nervous system to reset itself and sort of discharge some of that excess charge from that emotional experience does that make sense so that's what tre is tre is are are, are a series of exercises that um that uh allow the body to um, shake out excess charge, digest the charge, um, discharge the um, excess um, stress chemicals and, and that kind of a thing. So anyway, that's my, that's my long-winded answer to your first question. <laughs> I just kind of feel like I had to kind of go through and do a, a basic uh, rundown of how I kind of got into all of these, all of these, um, fields of uh, fields and modalities yeah so okay this is so interesting um little backstory on me so when i was going through my kidney failure i had gotten out of the hospital and i had been out probably for i don't know six seven months and i was still experiencing some ptsd and some anxiety around um around you know, just the whole experience. And uh, my friend Sarah had introduced me to Chad. She knows Chad. They both live in Indiana. And she said, you've got to talk to Chad. He works with like anxiety and trauma. Right. And I didn't really know and what that was all about. So of course I dove in right in and called Chad and was like, can you help me? And so he walked me through some, um, some tapping and, uh, and I didn't do too much of it at the time. Like I did it with him on the phone and I tried it a couple of other times and I definitely noticed a difference. Like after that call with Chad teaching me how to do it, I definitely felt like my, I guess I would explain it like my nervous system just really felt different. Right. Cause in a minute, I'm going to have Chad tell me how, tell you guys how it works and like the process of working through and how you say things and where you tap and all of that. But it really made a difference. So I became a huge fan of tapping. And then more recently, I'm working with this woman who calls herself a primal healer. Anyway, she's amazing. I'll just leave that there. Um, she does a lot of tapping. And so she kind of reintroduced me to tapping and reminded me more about, you know, where the different points are. And so now regularly when I'm starting to feel any kind of anxiety, um, 
just, you know, high stress anxiety coming on, I just start tapping and the tapping points on my body and saying, you know, even though I'm feeling this way, I love and accept myself. I think that's, that's what she says to do. I think there's different things that you can say, but, um, so I just notice a really big difference when I do tapping and I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of it, even though I, I want, like, I have a goal to learn how to do it like so well that it just comes so natural. And I remember all the different points and I can just, you know, do it like in my sleep because it's really effective. Um, so that's my story and how I know Chad and my story with tapping TRE. I don't really know much about, so I'm super excited to dive more into that with Chad. Um, I also wanted to say earlier, Chad mentioned uh, EFT, uh, just so you know, that's the same thing as tapping. So it's EFT tapping is basically what it's called. And then what does TRE stand for, Trad? Tension and trauma release exercises. Awesome. Okay. So I want to kind of break this up into two sections. I want to talk about both of them extensively. So um, tell me specifically like how tapping works. Like what's the science behind it? I don't, you don't have to get in too much Detail. I don't know if you know the real science. I hate when people ask me that. What's the real science behind something? I'm like, I don't know. Um, I just do it. I know it works. Um, but like, how does it really work, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of different kinds of science, you know, different layers of science. There's a lot of research on it. Um, I will tell you that it is so popular that I now have um, uh, neuroscientist friends that are that are getting certified in it. I ha I know pediatricians that are getting certified in it. It is um so it is it is a very legitimate. It has become a very legitimate modality for helping people with stress and specific issues. Um, so it's not. Um, you know, I, I hesitate to say woo. I don't want to, because there is a place for the woo. I love the woo, um, but it is not in that category. It is it is clinically used. Um, however, you don't have to be a clinician to teach it or use it either. Um, that I'm, that was just sort of a little bit of a, I'm just legitimizing a little bit so that so everyone kind of knows where we're coming from. But the science behind it, um, it, it started with a, um, a psychologist who was working, Roger Callahan was his name, he was working with a, um, it's a, a famous story about how this psychologist was working with one of his patients um, uh, who had a water phobia and uh, like, like had trouble taking showers, like let alone swimming, like couldn't swim, but like a real water phobia. And he had been studying some Eastern medicine and had been studying acupressure and acupuncture and that kind of a thing. And he had the idea of having her tap on some of these acupressure points, particularly the one. Oh, so she said her issue was she could feel a knot in her stomach when she thought about water. So he had her tap on the acupressure point for the viscera or the stomach area. And, um, and it just like went away. Like it was like immediate, like she got up and splashed water on her face and was like, I'm not feeling a knot in my stomach. So he had to do a little more work with her, but, um, he was very, um, kind of taken back. Like, whoa, that was, that was really fast and kind of extraordinary. So, um, he created something called TFT thought field therapy. And from that, another guy named Gary Craig, who was working with clients, 
and also had an engineering background kind of more or less debugged <laughs> the, the technology and um, decided to have everyone sort of do these points. So um, he kind of studied these different points that are from the chest up. So the face and the head area and on the hands and underneath the arm um, are, the, are the different tapping points. And these are all acupressure, acupuncture points that refer to different parts of the body. And the idea is, is that you can sort of relax and uh, reset these parts of the body. Um, and these points kind of cover the whole body that, you know, at some point, like the ones on the chest refer to one thing and the ones on the forehead refer to another thing. And you can kind of cover resetting the whole body with these, you know, eight or nine points. So that, that is the Eastern medicine, you know, the, they're called meridian, the meridians in the body. So like where energy or um, uh, charge flows through the body, you know, stress can cause a disruption or a blockage. And so the Eastern medicine science of it is, is that these acupressure points um, unblock those passages of energy flow. So this the, the the science the sort of more western science of it is is that um uh, in part is that rhythm on the body relaxes the body so you do this in a rhythm you tap you know with your fingertips on these points um sometimes you can do all the points sometimes you can pick the ones you like or maybe just do one while you're sitting in the doctor's office if you're nervous you can just tap on your chest or tap on the edge of your hand um and just to calm yourself down, um, which means you could also sort of tap on your knees or you could cross your arms and tap your shoulders in a sort of hug-like position. Um, sometimes it doesn't matter where you're tapping as long as that place feels safe and it's calming you. Um, that is, that is uh, at least in part, um, a big part of it is that you are calming your body with rhythm. Uh, and that's something I've learned a lot about in my, the nervous system science that I, I studied in, with TRE, um, rhythm and, you know, sort of the back and forth and up and down movement of, you know, rhythm is very calming and re can reset the nervous system. Um, the other idea of it is that while you are talking about these specific issues and you're tapping on your body, it distracts you from distraction, meaning um, your ego can't really get in on the game and distract you from saying you don't want to work on this or you, you can't do this or you know that sort of critical voice that comes in and interrupts any kind of self you know self work you're doing you can distract that the, the tapping sort of keeps a barrier between that that distractor that sort of inner critic and the work that you're trying to do to sort of to reset your association with an issue that you have does that make sense yes so I don't know, I, I hope I didn't get too wordy with or, or flowery with all of that, but, but that's, that's the, um, that's really kind of at the base, at, at the basis of the, um, the, the base effectiveness, I, I believe in, in my experience is, and, and I do believe that there are, you know, these, there's a lot of actually, there's actually a lot of research um, proving these sort of meridian points within the nervous system, these meridian passages or these channels. Um, so that has crossed over into Western research. Um, but, but if you really just want to understand it from a, a very basic 
um, place. Uh, rhythm to calm a person is very primal. Um, we, when we are holding a baby and the baby is fussy or crying, we will kind of bounce up and down or we'll, or we will go from side to side and sort of twist our bodies back and forth and back and forth, or we'll do both. We'll bounce up and down and twist our bodies back and forth and back and forth. Um, you can kind of imagine what I'm talking about, but that's, if, we, if someone's upset, we automatically will put our hand somewhere on their shoulder or their back and we'll tap, 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 tap. And that is um, a natural kind of form of empathy and compassion that we have. It's a physical reaction that we have to one another as human beings. Cool. So I'm curious, what do you, so during the tapping process, um, to walk us through just, you know, I know it's hard to do an audio, it's easier to see it, but the general points, like I know you start between your eyebrows and then what do you say? Like, what does it actually look like? So you would, so if I had someone come in and they had an issue they, and, they, and we wanted to, you know, they wanted to try learning tapping. Um, we talk about what the issue was and we'd sort of pull it apart and you know why do you think you have this issue where does this where do you think this issue came from and how long have you had this issue and when do you remember first having this issue and we really kind of get an idea of where the issue came from because it gives us some content to work with because then what we do is we write out statements so we write out exactly in in the client's words we help kind of the very um write a very sort of concise um specific um, idea of what the problem is. Um, and then from that, we, we um, come up with statements that have to do with what they want. Where do they want to go? Where do they want to be um, in opposition to this problem that they have? And so then we start the tapping process so that I will teach them first where the tapping points are. So you would tap the top of your head is the first point. Uh, the second point is between the eyes, just um, between the eyebrows, really. Um, and really, if you want to get really specific, it's sort of the between the eyebrows were um, aligned with the top of the eyebrows. So if you went from one of your eyebrows and sort of drew a line to above your nose, that's kind of where you want to tap. And then the sides of the eyes, which you can do just one or both. And then the under the eyes, which you can do just one or both. Under the nose on the upper lip and then under the bottom lip above the chin. And then, um, and then between, uh, on your sternum, between the two clavicles. So if you put your finger um, on where your two clavicle bones come together, there's like a little dip, there's like a little U there. And just below that is where you would want to tap. Um, I always have, I also tell people they can also tap underneath their clavicle. There's like a meaty muscular area underneath your clavicle and that actually, not only is a good relaxer, but it actually opens up the lungs. So if you have congestion or that kind of thing, it really helps you breathe better. And it's like for real. <laughs> it's like that's an acupressure point for sure for the lungs because it really, um, it really does open up the lungs. And then uh, the side, the outer edge of the hand. So either one, you can do both or just one with your tips of your fingers, tapping either side of the outer edge of the hand, and then under the arm and this one is kind of the awkward one that a lot of people leave out but if you really want to try to fully race reset the body um, with all of these points then you will do um uh three inches under 
the armpit under your armpit so three inches under and just tap that area as well um and then that's those are all the points now what i also tell someone if, if any of these feel you know i just you know I, i'm not getting any of these i'll say you know try tapping with both of your hands or one of your hands on your lap just sort of you know between your hip and your knee somewhere or um tap on your shoulder so if you cross your arms to where your hands you know one your right hand crosses to your left shoulder and your left hand crossed your right shoulder and tap sort of like a butterfly almost kind of a looking thing that actually is very um calming as well and so then there are some people who are extremely sensitive and tapping on the body feels really invasive and actually stresses them out and so you can have them tap on the table in front of them or have them put like a little oh, i don't know like a pillow down or some kind of um you know padding of some kind that something soft and tap on that sort of tap tap off the body while you're trying to and use that rhythm um to calm yourself down um if tapping on the body feels too invasive and so then um so then your second part of the question is then you know what are you doing how does the whole session go so you would you would tap you, you kind of move through um the different points and then i have people pick like what what which points feel good to you which which points feel safe and and they feel like they're actually comforting you you keep those in your mind you know keep them you know which ones they are and you can go back and forth between them if you kind of get sick of one or tired of one then you can kind of uh you know you can go to the next one and just go back and forth and we start with the with the negative idea that you're trying to change so let's just say it's like smoking so i i hate you know i hate that i smoke and i hate the way it smells and i i wish you know i wish i didn't smoke or whatever the whatever we come up as the actual statement so we tap on that and the reason we do that is because that tapping on an issue that causes you a lot of pain or stress starts to create a new association you are calming the body while you're talking about something stressful and as you're doing that you're actually creating a new state for that thing that negative thing where it's becoming less negative because it's becoming less stressful because you are now putting the idea of that in an in a more uh, in, in a calmer state and you can't you know if you bring an idea into a completely calm state it cannot be a negative stressor anymore because you can't have stress in a parasympathetic or in a um in a recovered state so you're sort of pulling the idea down into a calmer state and making it less of an issue that's the first part <clears throat> then you take a deep breath and let it out and then we start tapping on the positive ideas where you want to move where you want to go what you really want how you want to change and that then creates an association because up until now the stressor has been the biggest charge so these areas these ideas that you have about where you want to go are also stressful because they are overshadowed by the bigger stressor does that make sense but if you calm those if you calm the positive ideas they become more powerful because then they can sort of take over the space that the negative idea or the problem was, was taking over 
previously and you sort of flip it on its head so you discharge the negative idea or the problem and you sort of reinvigorate reinvigorate sorry excuse me um the ideas of where you want to go or how you want to change and over time it flips them so then the negative sort of has no real sticking points anymore it doesn't really it, it can't land anywhere you've sort of discharged it and now you are free to flow with these new ideas of change ah oh, i love it that's powerful yeah that's powerful just i'm just thinking like you're taking away the negative charge of whatever it is that's causing you so much anxiety right i mean i can relate to that i can relate to that just in the session the one session i did with you chad that's exactly how it felt. Like I, I was just at so much more peace afterwards. Yeah, and and felt, and I think, and I don't want to speak for you, but I think you felt, um, I think it's possible that you felt freer to, you felt freer and more powerful to go in the direction you really wanted to go in. Yes, and what I also did was it made the, the feeling of this whole like, I almost died, I'm in kidney failure, I still might die. <laughs> you know, like if I don't get a kidney transplant or I'm gonna be on dialysis forever, um, it made all of that not so scary. Like it just took away that whole charge, the intense charge of, of and the overwhelm of all of that and sort of just made it, you know, small to where I was then, just like you said, able to go, go forward and, and what's the best way to say it, like tackle, you know, what I really wanted to do with that energy, right? So I took that negative energy and charged it into something more positive. Positive ideas flow uh, are about movement and, and forwardness and flowing. Negative ideas are about being, uh, well, um, they're either about being stagnant or frozen, depending on how, how much of, of negative it is, or it's about survival, which is um, kind of cyclical. It doesn't really go anywhere. It's, it's, a, it's a sort of, um, it's a loop of trying to find safety. Um, so when you discharge that negative and you free up the positive, that's where movement happens because movement happens, the forwardness happens when you are, when you've allowed um, the positive to kind of free itself. Awesome. That's so cool. So someone, you know, we talked a lot about phobias. We talked about like stopping smoking. Who else can benefit from tapping? Like, is it just, um, I mean, can you just have regular anxiety? Like what, who all can benefit from this? I mean, you know, pretty much anybody that, that um, feels, feels it, you know, like any, if you're, if you try it and it, and you like it, um, you can use it to, you, you know, you don't even have to really work on an issue. You can have it as a tool in a, in the moment, in real time to, to reset yourself. If you're getting too anxious, if you are in a situation where, um, if you're in a situation where you can't, you can't figure out what to do, you're stuck. It's really good for stuckness. I have a friend who does tapping for writers. It's really good for writer's block. 
um, again, because the ideas flow um, when you're in a parasympathetic state. So it, it really is about, it's so much about what can happen when you're calming the body. Uh, when you get into that parasympathetic state and everything works really well and everything flows and is at its optimum performance. Um, so if this, if, if it feels good to you, you can use it for little things and big things, depending on how you want to do it. You know, if you want to go through the whole operation of writing out the very specific negative statement and three or four positive statements and, and, you know, reinforcement statements. And I think you and I did a three part where we did reinforcement statements and, and then, um, yeah, you can do that. Or you can just be an athlete who's on the field and you're having a little anxiety and you need to get yourself reset so you can go and win your game. And that doesn't have to be, you don't have to go through all of the steps. You know, you can just use it to calm yourself. So this is reminding me, I'm like, oh yeah, I used this the other day. So uh, a couple of weeks ago, I don't, know, I don't know, one, two weeks ago, something like that, my son burned his foot and it was very traumatic. And, you know, all of us, we had to take him to the ER. We had to take him to the burn center. And anytime as a parent, when your child gets hurt, I mean, your fight or flight just shoots up. Like, honestly, it's, it's the number one trigger, right? Um, and I remember just being so anxious about it. And I had so much to do that day and the next day and he couldn't go to school, you know, and it was just, I was absolutely overwhelmed. And I started tapping in my car because I was just feeling that that overwhelm up in my chest. It was all in my chest. It was just hanging out right there. And I just, you know, it was even like difficult to breathe, right? Because I'm like, oh my God, I'm so anxious. I'm scared. I'm overwhelmed, fight or flight, right? And so I started tapping and instantly started feeling better. And I'm just like, oh yeah, why do, why do I forget to use this tapping more often? You know, like I, I, just, I forget that it's always available. So Anytime you're in any kind of stressful, anxious situation, just start doing the tapping. Like it works amazing, especially when you know how to do it well. Well, it can also, it also just gives you um, a, a sense of autonomy. And that's another thing. When I started getting into personal growth and development and kind of really studying why people can't move forward in their lives. And I realized that, you know, I had an autonomy problem um, and a, a lot of my friends that were struggling, they had an autonomy problem. And that autonomy is a word that I really only became really familiar with um, like seven or eight years ago. Um, and realized that when we're developing as, as children, we have opportunities of developing a certain level of autonomy. Now, what that word me means basically is, is that your ability to manage yourself um, manage your life authentically, you know, from an authentic standpoint, like this is what works for me. It may not work for you, but this is how I need to move forward. And this is how I need to manage this situation or my life. And a lot of people feel very, and, and don't realize that a lot of their problems is that they don't feel a, like they have any way of managing, you know, that sort of the world is managing them more than they are. And this tool, when you have these tools like TRE and like tapping, you start to feel like you've got options, like your own tools and your own toolbox to manage your life. And, and that, that feels powerful. And, and when we feel powerful, we um, don't feel as threatened and stressed. And, and, you know, anxiety starts to dissipate when we feel like we have 
the ability to manage ourselves better that our lives oh god that really hit home for me that's does doesn't it i don't even think i knew what autonomy meant until now so thank you for that and that's what almost everybody says (laughs) so if you didn't know what it was that's you know part of the problem is no one said okay (laughs) today's lesson is on autonomy and here's what it is and here's why it's important and of course, you know, it's not going to necessarily happen like that, but it's almost like there's this incredibly important thing that we need to learn when we're young. And so far, the the people in charge of us are just kind of hoping we get it through, you know, like hope it sticks somewhere and no one really ever explains it to us. So, um, so yeah, it's a very powerful thing. And, and so just the tap, just knowing, hey, you know what, I'm going to tap, I'm feeling anxious. That's autonomy. That's saying, Hey, I've got tools. I'm going to use those tools right now and manage myself. And it feels powerful. Yeah. It's yeah. It gives you such a a sense of power over yourself, which you're so right. I mean, I can just relate to spending so many years, like most of my life, just feeling completely out of control. Like I didn't know what to do with my emotions. I didn't know how to handle them. So I drank a lot and I took prescription pills. Like, yeah, you know, that was my story. I just didn't know what to do with all of it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that feeling out of control creates anxiety because feeling out of control, anxiety is the fear of the future. It's the, it's the, it's the, it's the combination of fearing the future and trying to control the future, gripping the future, if you will. Um, I know that uh, uh, Brene Brown calls it dress rehearsing for disaster. (laughs) We're in a constant state of dress rehearsing for disaster. And then you miss your whole life. You know, your whole life goes by because you are trying to, you're trying to hide in the bushes, you know, a day ahead to make sure you can see all the problems that are coming and, and all of that thing, that kind of thing. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. So, so it, you know, not feeling like you have control over your life gives you anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um that's so much of where I've, I've found um, a lot of people's stress comes from. Absolutely. And that, I mean, I have to throw in right now, like in case anyone listening doesn't know that I created a course called break free from stress and anxiety. It's 13 modules with different tools to have in your toolbox, basically. Oh, there you and, go. And then at the end of the course, I list a bunch of different external modalities for all different other tools that I'm not, you know, certified in that you can reach out and to other people and, you know, get help with those. And one of them, go figure, is tapping in TRE and Chad is actually on that list. And even better is that you get just for taking the course, you get, um, I think it was 20, I can't remember Chad exactly, 20 or 25% off of a package for learning how to do your own tapping. So, um, I was probably going to throw that in here at the end, but this seems like the perfect time to say, like, this is exactly what we're looking for. Like if you're struggling with anxiety, like we've got you, we've got you covered. And, um, yeah. and there's other codes, there's other discount codes for other modalities on there as well. Chad's just one of them for just taking the course. So if you're interested, if you struggle with stress and anxiety on a regular basis, take this course and you can find a link at the end in the show notes. So anyway, moving on, <laughs> I just had to throw that in there. It was perfect. Timing. Great. Yeah, that's no, great. 
um, yeah, so, so anyway, that's, that's tapping in a nutshell. Awesome. So we've talked so much about tapping. I don't want to not have time to talk about TRE. So tell us a little bit about, I'm so curious because I don't know much about TRE and I'm super excited to hear about it. You know, you said the shaking, but I'm still a little confused on how it works. So can you talk more about that? Yeah. So this was started by, um, uh, I mean, I think he started as a sociologist, PhD sociologist. He, David Berselli, was um, traveling abroad to um, areas of the world that were had experienced a lot of conflict, were currently in conflict. I mean, I think he was in like bomb shelters with people studying the way that their bodies reacted to stress. And what he found was, particularly in children that had not socialized out of this phenomenon, is that the children, some of the adults, but mostly the children would shake and they would shake similarly. Like they, like the, it was almost like their bodies were in sync. You know, they would, they would shake in the same way. They, and by, and we say shake, we, it's really tremoring. I mean, this is what this is more scientific to say tremoring, but, um, but then shaking is also, you know, used a lot as well. Um, so, uh, so what he studied this and he took all this information, he, he saw this a lot, he saw these, these release movements, these very um, specific kinds of movement the body would make to release or seemingly release stress, or to, you know, to keep the nervous system stable. Um, so he, he, he sort of um, traveled the world looking for people, other people, other professionals, other clinicians, other scientists, um, yoga teachers and, and physical therapists and all different kinds of people that um, had experienced this, had seen this, um, were interested in the science of how the body physically releases stress, um, how we have come to repress these um, parts of these human parts of ourselves that, that we have, you know, these natural parts of ourselves that are trying to help us and we repress them because we've become so um, socially um, controlling about the way we appear to other people. Um, so anyway, he, he came up with, I think the original, the original was like 20, the original modality was like 27 exercises. And I think he finally got down to seven. And they're just these exercises from the foot to the, to the hip. And they're exercises that are about contraction and release, a little bit about rhythm. A couple of them are about rhythm and contraction release and stretching, um, particularly stretching and contraction and stretching and contraction. And the idea is, is that you're moving slowly up the body to, um, to um, stimulate or manipulate the psoas muscle. And the psoas muscle is this really, really interesting muscle group um, that starts, attaches in the lower middle of the back and goes down through the inside of the pelvis and attaches somewhere, you know, on the upper part of the femur, um, thigh, thigh bone, if you will. And, um, and this, is the, this is the major stress reaction muscle group it's a very emotional muscle it's the muscle that produced that you know that produces anxiety and stress it's the it's the muscle that pulls the body into a ball to pr protect itself so if you remember 
I don't know, when I was a kid, we played um, a game with the red gym ball. What was it uh, called? Um, you know, where you throw the ball at somebody in a like, tag, Dodge you know, ball. what's it called? Dodgeball. Yes. Dodgeball. <laughs> and, and the, if, if, if you played that game and you ever had someone that was throwing the ball at you, uh, your body automatically would go into this where your knee would lift up and your body would curl in. Do you, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that that is in part the psoas muscle sort of, um, oh, something stressful is coming, protect the soft belly, protect the body, pull, you know, go into a ball. That is that, so that contraction um, is the, it reacts before your brain even knows what's going on. Your That psoas muscle is sort of going, stress, contract, put it, go into a ball, you know, and then you kind of are, then once you're already in this position, then your brain's like, okay, what's going on? And it's, it's so fast. Um, so that, that if we don't fully recover from stressful situations, from the stress of the day to, to, um, if we don't recover from traumatic, um, experiences, um, it doesn't fully relax. And if it doesn't fully relax, it's sending stress signals. It's sort of in a looping, um, it's in a looping cyclical kind of state of anxiety and stress because that muscle group has not fully relaxed. So what we, what we're there, you know, in, in trying to heal ourselves from these um, ailments that at the core are from stress and anxiety and trauma, you know, we try all these different things where we try to come at this problem from different angles. And this is one of the ways that we are, this is where it is a completely physical modality. We don't talk about our problems. We don't talk about the narrative of our trauma. There's no narrative discussion in this. This is about figuring out how to release these um, negative experiences that we have not recovered from through the physical, the natural physical release mechanisms in the body. Um, so if you are someone who just cannot, does not want to talk about your stuff, you are someone who does, I don't want to talk about my childhood. I don't want to talk about the things that happened to me, but I need help. Um, this, is, this could very well be something that's very good for you. This is a profound, um, this has a profound effect on people because this is a deep, deep release. This is not just getting a massage, which massage is wonderful. This is, um, some people call this a massage from the inside out is what it feels like. So let me um, go back to where I was um, going there in, in a second ago. So we get to the psoas muscle with these exercises, we release it and the psoas muscle as it releases, it sort of shakes and vibrates. So what you'll see in someone's body when they're doing this in the position that they're in, um, is their knees will start to flap. They'll be in a, but a laying butterfly position after we do these exercises and their knees will start to flap. And then eventually their hips will start to vibrate uh, back and forth. And then as the body gets comfortable with this kind of release, it moves up the body. It moves through the abdomen. It goes into the shoulders and the hands will move and your arms will move and your head will go back and forth. And all of these different kinds of movements will happen as the body sort of unwinds itself and releases all these years and years and years of tension that you did not know how to, um, you didn't know how to recover from, or you didn't let yourself recover from because we don't live in a society where we make that important enough, if that makes sense. Wow. Uh, so- I am so, so excited about this one. 
So that's TRE. There are lots of videos if you want to prepare yourself, if you're thinking about doing this and prepare yourself of what it looks like. Um, the TRE organization, um, the website with all the research and where you can find a, a, you know, a local um, um, a provider, we call ourselves providers, um, it's, a, it's an international certification. Uh, so we use the word provider because practitioner doesn't work everywhere and, you know, that kind of thing. So, um, so TRE providers, um, all the stories, all of the outreach programs, um, there's, a, there's a lot of philanthropy through the organization where they travel the world giving this away, uh, this, uh, this education. Um, yeah, so you can go to traumaprevention.com. Uh, that's where all the research and, and uh, anything you want to know about it or how to, you know, be a part of it is there. Um, and you can, yeah, you can, uh, oh, but anyway, there are videos there and then you can go online. That organization does have a, an official YouTube video now just showing the exercises, but not the release end of the session. That has to be done with a practitioner or a, a provider. Okay. Is that something that has to be done in person or can you do it? You can, no, you can do it online. You can do it online, especially now with, you know, COVID, we've all kind of banded together and to figure out how to do this the best way online. Um, and, and, and providers were always doing it online, but we really kind of had to, you know, figure out how to up our game when COVID hit. But, um, but uh, also I was going to say on, on YouTube, there are lots of videos of people in, in their sort of shaking moment, you know, in their... And you can see how people are reacting to that. And it's all different. Some people will cry, which is a way of processing, oftentimes a way of processing um, emotion and charge in the body. Sometimes, And usually when you cry during a release during TRE, there's no narrative or story happening in your head. It's just you needed it so badly. You just needed that cry to release that very specific quality of charge some people laugh hysterically that what is the release of charge they needed and some people are just really like oh my gosh this feels so good i feel so great um you know so it's there are just tons and tons of videos you can watch of people having that experience if you want to prepare yourself or see you know what that looks like that is so awesome i will be signing up for this right after this call so <laughs> <laughs> I'm super excited about that. I'm so surprised that I didn't know more about TRE before now. Like as much as I've been diving into, you know, all these different modalities, I'm uh, I'm just surprised, but you know, we're always learning. I'm sure there's 500,000 more that I still don't know about. So um, cool. Well, Chad, who, like, how can people get in touch with you? So I'm, I'm pretty bare bones. Um, I, uh, I have a, um, somatic is the name of my business for, for these modalities, S-O-M-A-T-E-K. I'm on Facebook. Um, uh, and I have links to how to book with me that I'm, I've sent you and I'll send you more specific ones too, um, after this so that people can look at a couple different options that they can have, um, to get a hold of me. Um, and then I think you'll put my, you can, I think you've got my, my email and my phone number on that you'll be posting as well. And, and that's how, but if you're on Facebook, you can get a hold of me um, via Facebook um, through Somatic, S-O-M-A-T-E-K, which is short for Somatic Technologies. 
Okay, awesome. And I will be putting everything that we talked about in the show notes, like the trauma prevention.com, also all of his contact information. So, um, so there's no way you, you can't get in touch with them. And also let me re-add that if you take the Break Free from Stress and Anxiety course, you get 20 to 25, I just I can't remember which one it is, percent off of a session with, or three, I think it's a package of three sessions with Chad for tapping. So definitely. And I will, I will put a, a specific um, discount on a TRE package as well for your listeners, uh, which you and I can talk about later. Okay. Awesome. Sounds good. Sweet. So yeah, if you're interested by all means, reach out to Chad and, um, and I think we, I mean, we covered a lot of ground. It's been a while, so it's probably time to wrap it up, but Chad, thank you so, so much for coming on here and sharing all of this amazing knowledge with us. And I know that you're also in the process of getting certified as an NLP practitioner. And what was the other one? Oh, hypnosis NLP is included in it, but I'm, I am becoming a certified uh, hypnotist. Awesome. And if you listen to last week's episode, we talked a lot about hypnosis, more specifically regression therapy. But um, if you're interested, tell, Chad, tell us just a little bit about hypnosis and like the type of hypnosis that you're learning how to do. And if anyone wants to reach out to you for that, they can as well. Yeah, it, um, I'm taking a fantastic certification course. I'm almost done um, from Tony McCree Reiner here in Indianapolis. And um, it involves NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, which is, you might call a kind of conversational hypnosis. It doesn't, a lot of hypnosis doesn't have anything to do with putting people into a trance. A lot of it is about um, uh, breaking uh, patterns figuring out how to break a pattern someone has, um, a grip someone has on an issue. Um, and again, a lot of it has to do with relaxation. So it's, it's, these are all, you know, um, they all touch each the edge of each other, these modalities. And so, um, so yeah, um, NLP is a kind of conversational way of getting people to change the, their um, thought patterns. And then in hypnosis, when you do kind of put someone into a trance, it's just about relaxing them into moving the, their, the attention dial that they have from the problem that they're working on to the solution um, in a relaxed state. And they, and again, it's like, it's like um, tapping, which in, in a way is a kind of hypnotic modality. Um, uh, it's, it's all about, it's their statements. You know, we, we discuss where it is they really want to go. They come up with the wording and I, and I just help reinforce or someone like me, a hypnotist just helps reinforce in a relaxed state, that direction that they want to move their attention to. So it's, it's all very similar. Yeah, definitely. All right. Very cool. Well, I will let this be the end of our podcast. Thanks again, Chad. And if you loved what you heard today, as always, please screenshot this podcast and share it on social media and tag me at my inner tiger. And again, thank you, Chad, for joining me and we will catch you on the next episode. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of my inner tiger. Before you go, I have a free gift to offer you. If you're anything like me and struggle with overwhelming feelings of stress and anxiety on a regular basis, I invite you to download my Freedom in Five formula, where you'll discover how to change your state 
in less than five minutes. This is my beautiful gift to you and cost $0. So head on over to myinnertiger.com forward slash freedom to download this now. Also, if you loved what you heard today, please rate and review this podcast on iTunes so I can keep the ball rolling. And finally, if you're not already, come follow me on Instagram at myinnertiger for more juicy goodness and fun inspiration. I can't wait to connect with you there. Now, my dear friend, go out into this world and create some magic. I'll catch you on the next episode.